Um, and I think the more one begins to love self, the, the more one then begins to love others, the more, the more one finds value in just life in general, uh, the more one then again still begins to love the life of others. And I would say all of those things helps keep that ego in check because that ego is a thing that likes to make a person feels more than. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Less Rock Podcast. I am your host, Philosophical. And I'm your co-host, Jay Echo. What's good? How you feeling? Welcome, 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 everybody. As you can see, man, we got a great, great guest, illustrious guest, man. Really excited to have him on, man. Mr. Shift Your Perspective, uh, perspective specialist, motivational speaker, certified master life coach, and also certified speaker, husband and father, and one of the favorite my favorite phrases to hear, man, helping you develop more productive and powerful perspective of life. How's it going, man? Oh, man, everything good. Everything good. I can't complain and yeah, yeah. won't complain. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. Really, okay, really so. appreciate, really, really appreciate you coming on, taking the time with us. I know it was a little bit tough, tough, but man, glad we made this through. Glad we made it happen. Indeed. Uh, so make sure you guys uh, follow him on all platforms, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and also Spotify at Mr. Shift Your Perspective, man. Really great content, really great, really great, great guy, man. So we're going to go right into it, man. You know, uh, what's what we've been talking about lately is ego, right? So I want to kind of speak on some ways to let your ego go, especially this type of thing being within men so like like let's let's kind of talk about that you know what are some what are some ways kind of within men and us as men that we can let our ego go well um i want to first say that the ego itself is just a part of our makeup it's a part of how the creator created us it, it, it plays a useful role right it, it okay. compels us to, to do and be more. So it's not a bad thing in itself. However, um, in one of the ways to, to calm it down, I would say, one way to calm that, that, that ego down and keep it where it needs to be in check, I, I, one of the ways for myself is always contributing um, the great things that happen in my life. You know, whatever it is that I love, you know, whether it be self, whether it be anything, right? Uh, okay. People applaud me, people, hey, man, you done this. It, all of that goes to the most high, you know, and which is, I would say, all praise is due to the most high. And so for myself, that's one of the ways to definitely always keep myself calm and me being aware of language. I would say be aware of language, understand that who you are is 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 who God made you to be in essence, but uh, all of the bad things or the negative things has everything to do with just you, your soul, your journey. You know what I'm saying? So 
um, that want, again, contributing all great things to the most high, having a stronger relationship with the most high, getting the better understanding of the most high and how the most high works in our lives. Uh, also with that, getting a better understanding of the enemy, the enemy of you, the enemy of man, which we call Satan, um, getting a real good understanding of these two, uh, as well as then who you are in essence, your, 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 uh, your highs, your lows, you know, your, your ability to grow those things uh from from those things i've learned helps keep the the the, the ego in check um and i think the more one begins to love self the the more one then begins to love others the more the more one finds value in just life in general uh the more one then again still begins to love the life of others and I would say all of those things helps keep that ego in check because that ego is a thing that likes to make a person feels more than, better than, as if, the, as if I can do some things that no one else can do. And true enough, I may have proven to be better in some areas. However, it don't mean that that no one else can reach that, that you know, that level, you know, and it doesn't mean that I will always be on this level. You know what I'm saying? So I think just being able to really understand those different things uh, would definitely help keep just that ego in check. And to get to those things, it just takes a lot of study. You know, I think study, studying, not just to know, but really studying to understand. I think just that that by itself can truly help a person become more humble in, in the way that they move through life you know, um, and okay. gratitude, gratitude being big, man. Gratitude, I, I, I say gratitude and love are the two most powerful creative forces in our known universe. And to me, they, they are equal. Uh, and so when, when we also uh, learn how to live in gratitude, being grateful for just the smallest of things, being grateful for the challenges in life, being grateful even for the discomforts that we have to experience, you know, being grateful for being able to move beyond it. You know what I'm saying? But okay. that relationship with the most high puts a person in a position to be grateful. And then that even that coincides with being able to say, all praise due to the most high. Because if you don't really have that relationship and then you don't really live in gratitude, an individual don't even understand that that concept you know what i'm saying okay so um i would say man that gratitude that relationship with the most high and understanding really striving to understand deeply all things that you study all things that you you, you go into uh will help will help get us into uh, a position of being able to keep that ego in check so uh, you you spoke of a lot of good things there right um i want to speak on on gratitude right and speak on having that relationship with with god in the most high right so let, let's speak on it from someone that you know maybe not knowing how to receive that gratitude maybe mm -hmm. not understanding how important it, it is to have a relationship with god right um i think a lot of times what what happens is is that um two things i, I got out of what you just said was that it's very important through what you say through the power of the tongue Right. And secondly is uh, be that of your own of 
your own lack of understanding, right? Like sometimes we we try to go into a direction and not have clear understanding of of where we're going, how we're getting there, right? Because we don't have the tools, right? And I think a lot of times the studying portion of it, right? It comes down to being able to to understand what are we studying? Are we studying the right things? Are these conducive to our mindset? Are these conducive to our everyday living? And is, is this conducive positively to where we're trying to get to or where we're going, right? So I, I guess it goes to also a a, a certain end game. Um, so kind of, can you, and, and I know gratitude is kind of a new word we haven't really touched on this podcast. So can you kind of elaborate a little bit more on that? Like how can someone understand but also acknowledge the receiving of gratitude that's a good question (laughs) how can someone begin to even understand gratitude yeah i would first if a person told me like i don't know what being grateful is how do i know when i'm being grateful yeah Mm -hmm. I would then try to find things in that person's personal experience and ask them how they feel about it. Mm. Like if they uh, was hot outside and sit in a, in the, and be able to come in the house and sit in the AC, how did you feel after being out in the sun and you were able to come get in the AC or when you was working all day and you finally was able to get off and come relax, how did you feel? You know what I'm saying? And I would try to connect that feeling to that is how gratitude looks. However, it goes, that's a stage of it, you know? But I believe that once a person can at least start and identify there, then they're in a position to mature into a deeper level of just being able to sit in the present moment and be thankful of what they presently have when you understand you didn't have it yesterday, you know, or you understand some people don't have it. And so I, 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 even me saying thankful, I would, I would, I would then try to tie things into that because I would really like to believe that everybody that said thank you, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and at some point in their life, you know, and so I would really try to get that person to, to 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 grab that experience, and then I would try to get that person to remember how they felt when they said thank you. Why did you say thank you? What about okay. that made you say thank you? Okay, and then get them to understand. Uh, basically, it's the value that something brings in your life. It's the value that you see <clears throat> that makes you so grateful or that makes you thankful. And I always just try to build a person from that position. Okay. I like that you spoke on uh, the, the attitude of well, not to again words and phrases the attitude of gratitude and everything like that because we've 
you know, we've been talking about ego recently, but we've also sort of been touching on the um, the attitude of abundance versus the attitude of scarcity, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, what's it called? I think I think the attitude of, you know, we've part of what we've been trying to push out is that, you know, the attitude of abundance is what allows you is part of what allows you to keep striving for more because it's like, all right, I'm not, you're not trying to hold on to what you have because you recognize that there's always more out there for you. There's more blessings out there for you. There's more resources out there for you. There's more, but just because it's out there for you doesn't mean it's guaranteed to you, right? You, you, you have to work for it and you have to work with other people to get it. And sometimes it only comes to you through other people. And, you know, based on like what you're saying, it also like it comes to you from from your source, your creator, who whoever you decide that is in your life. But, you know, for some people, it's like, OK, you uh, you provided me this resource. My friend provided me a connection. My my business associate provided me with uh, a paycheck or however you want to do it. And that that place of gratitude though is what perpetuates those blessings so to speak you know you if you do something for somebody and they're not grateful for it then you know that's that's somebody who's like oh you you believe you deserve this which you know we we all deserve good things you know but you you believe incorrectly that you are owed this which which immediately you know will turn off a segment of people because it's like no you I didn't owe this to you I'm doing this for you as you know because of who I am because of whatever whether it's a business relationship or a personal relationship and I think the being able to sit in that attitude that starting from that place of an attitude of gratitude helps perpetuate the I mean like you were saying the 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 death of the ego but also just the the continued life of that higher self that you're trying to achieve right good point good point right so I think the next question is you know I want to kind of get to our next question which kind of goes at the ego but also uh kind of is I'll even call it the the underlining or overlaying of of the ego right constructive criticism right um this is something that it's hard it's tough right constructive criticism can feel as a defense mechanism can can feel as a kind of a a shade tactic you know what i mean and it's hard to differentiate whether to accept it or disregard it right um so let's speak on constructive criticism on on why it could potentially well even i don't even say potentially not, maybe not potentially, but why I can't bother you. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, why it can bother you? Correct, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that it's, 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 I think it's, um, I think it's funny, that, and not funny in a human way, but definitely funny that you you mentioned this thing about constructive criticism, because I just put up, made a video about that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the thing is that my 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 perspective about constructive criticism and how it works in people's lives and 
whether it's a plus in your life or whether it's a negative in some people's lives, where you find a lot of people in the world today that do not like to hear correction. Not in not, not true, not like true, um, unadulterated type of correction. It, it kind of wants you to puff it up and and, and highlight all of their pluses, but never speak yeah. nothing about you know the other side. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so my position on that is that is because a mo the world doesn't promote loving the truth. <laughs> the system yeah. of this world <laughs> doesn't promote loving the truth. Like, like that. making the truth like so valuable, so significant that when someone speaks other than the truth, that it is condemned. So the world doesn't promote that. The world promotes basically anything other than that. Spin. And, and, be, and because of that, people, the average person has been programmed to dislike it. And they, they, they have all these different uh, like responses. They've been given a program of responses to, 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 to give, to think, then give, to verbalize whenever someone um, speaks truth. And it don't even have to be constructive criticism. So it, right. it can just be truth um, um, in a lot of ways. And, and people tend to, they love it. As long as that truth is important at them. I tell people all the time, you love the way I think. <laughs> you love my, my, my position until the way I think is pointed at you. Ooh. Then there's a problem. Then I don't know what I'm talking about. Ooh. You feel what I'm saying? And yeah. so I think, so when it comes to a personal thing and why a person, uh, again, can find it offensive again, it's like, for me, one of the things that helped me change my response to life is that I wanted to change. Mm. I wanted to change like, I'm saying so bad to where I wasn't concerned about making parole. I didn't want to make parole because I knew I hadn't changed enough to deal with life any differently than I had been. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't yeah. want to make parole. So this is how much I want to change. So until a person, like every time you say, until a person really wanted bad and they want to breathe, like yeah. I want to change because my life is dependent on it. My happiness depending on it. When people start connecting all that to they need to change, then will constructive criticism, although it may shatter that ego a little bit. Yeah. Although it's gonna, damn, anybody never told me that before. Yeah. Although it may rock you a little bit, you're gonna accept it because you wanna be better. You're gonna hear it, you're gonna think about it. You might ask other people, do they see the same thing? But you want to be better. So until an individual will reach a point of really truly wanting to be better themselves, the truth in the form of constructive criticism is always going to hurt. It's always going to come out as an attack or a weapon or something of that extent. So I think that that is really the ultimate reason why uh, individuals uh, are harmed by constructive criticism. But Another one just came across my mind. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, which I thank the most high, which is that an individual may have been abused with a certain language as a child, right? The language, it was spoken like it was truth, but it really wasn't truth. But because of the way it felt, whenever a person hears constructive criticism and it feels the same way, they naturally don't want to hear it because it feels just like that abusive language that I heard when I was young. A trigger. Yeah, so a trigger, I, anything yeah. that makes me feel a certain way, I don't want it. Yeah. You know, and like I, I, I've, I've learned, like I've learned, I've read, I've heard that there's no, there's really no, no, no right time to speak the truth. A lot of time, because you, you, you know, you, you know, being in a relationship, you try to look for a, a good time to <laughs> yeah. speak that truth, baby. It, it just don't. It ain't no good time, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. It's you know, it might be some better times than other, but ain't it, it, for the most part, you, you know, it's, it's gonna ruffle some things. So, so I, I, oh, oh, go ahead, Jay. All right. Um, so it sounds to me, um, and you can you can tell me if I'm uh, if I'm misconstruing what you're saying, but it sounds to me like um, what you were saying is we um, whether because of the communication method or because of just who we are as people, we're not able to recognize constructive criticism as a form of love. Is is that what you say? That's that's it's partially correct, but not necessarily who we are as people per se. It's mm -hmm. how we've been programmed to love okay, lies you. versus the truth. I was we, gonna, we, I, we, I, yeah, I was gonna add to that. Yeah, go, yeah, go we've ahead. been programmed to love lies versus the truth, and um, and 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 our mode of dealing with each other hasn't been one. We had we wasn't cultivated in 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 like in homes and things to just be honest with each other. Like, you know, hey, your breath stink. Hey, your pants <laughs> unzipped. Yeah. Hey, you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. some food in your tooth. We're not, we're not, we haven't really been brought up to be honest about stuff like that. So we'll see that and won't even say nothing to nobody. Sometimes because we don't want to embarrass them. Sometimes people don't speak truth just for the sake of, uh, uh, for the friendship, just for the sake of not wanting to, start an argument you know what i'm saying and, and so they'll they will allow a person to exist in a certain way i so i i i think that you know look, constructive criticism in my opinion is is an opinion right uh based off what you view someone else but i think today you know it has stalled communication to where construct constructive criticism has become combative mm -hmm. right to a point where it's like like you said if you say like yo I don't like what you got on right now, right? It, it's a defense mm -hmm. mechanism. It could potentially be a trigger. Now, we we all come across that sometimes the way someone says something to you, what they say to you, yes, can be a trigger. Not saying that it's rude and disrespectful, but if you're, and we'll get on to the relationship and partners in a second, but if you're, if you're with a good friend, your partner, person you trust, and you know and you value their constructive criticism, their opinion, there's a positive route to where that's coming from, right? But I think we have been conditioned by social media, uh, the news, the media, people to uh, combat opinions, right? To to as a defense mechanism to not 
understand the truth as you spoke, right? And I and I think am I right there? What you're trying to say to where I feel like people are trying to fight the truth, and we're going in circles around this truth, right? To the fact that we're telling each other's lies to to try to get through that understanding the truth. Is that kind of what what's what you what you're feeling there? Well, not 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 per, not not exactly. Um, okay. So, like, even with, like in regards to what you just was speaking about, it's not necessarily that a person that that we've been made to just fight it, but we have been cultivated in a system that mainly cultivates an emotional response. Mm, okay. It doesn't feed us on a mental like educational level it don't it don't it, the community the way the system is made it don't communicate with us like that it don't communicate with your mind it communicates with the way you feel okay. it communicates with what you desire okay it communicates with your fears you feel what i'm saying it communicates yeah. with with your anger okay. so when you think about it from that position and you have a people that has come up in homes where a lot of fathers not there, that mental peace is not there, that mental approach of dealing with problems and things like that is not there. So you have an individual that when under pressure deals with things from emotional position, which I then train you up to deal with things from that same position. So whenever I feel a certain way, it makes me respond a certain way mm -hmm. Okay. versus okay. when I feel something, I check it with my mental and stay on top of my feelings with my mental to a point to where my feelings don't even move me like that. Mm. Okay. You know, yeah. so we have, we have a system where we've been emotionally stimulated, emotionally heightened to the point to where whenever people say certain things, it make you feel a certain way, so a certain uh, 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 um, a counter response happened as a as a as a as a means or as a way of causing you to feel the way they felt. Okay, okay, that's so a good point. I, okay, that's a good point. I have a I have a follow up question for you then, um, based off of based off of what you were just saying, where um, you know they the truth sparks a response, you know. Um, what uh, what do you have to say then about uh, people or situations where people are using the truth as a weapon? You know, like where the intention is to spark that negative response, to spark that, to spark that heightened feeling. Because you know we, you know we watch the news all the time. We we uh, you know we hang out with people who inst who like to instigate that type of stuff so what what are you what is your you know talk to us a little bit about situations like that you know um there was i had i, I used to work at this facility one time where it was with adolescent boys and girls but it, but actually this place i was at was just adolescent boys at the time mm -hmm. And these in th this place was for drug rehab for adolescent boys. And um, 
it was a, a, a in there it was a, a couple of times where they would get upset and they would call me a B A N word. Yeah. You with me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had never been called that word in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never had 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 experienced such a blatant level of disrespect. So because I had I was unfamiliar with how to deal with that, it they they reached me on an emotional level. Mm. So even the feeling of disrespect is emotional. Yeah, it might have some integrity and experience, all that, but you know, come from your background, but it it, it it's still how you feel. It's it's personal. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? So if you feel disrespected, you get a response. Mm-hmm. Right, even though if someone logically break that down, will argue that? Do they know you? Yeah. <laughs> then why do those words bother you like that? You feel what I'm saying? So when yeah. somebody make it logical to you and you answer those questions, you see how foolish it was. But however, they triggered, right? Mm-hmm. I fly off the handle. Now it's word for word. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um. I had to pull, I had to step outside of myself and talk to me like I was I was somebody else. And that's when I realized I had to switch it up. I had to switch my perspective of how I'm receiving it. Yeah. Okay. And, and when I done that, it never happened again. Mm. So I say all that to say, when people do that one when people do that they definitely have done that a while and it's kind of like a a elementary game you know elementary to junior high school game Mm. i know what to say to trigger you and whatever it is whatever my motive is some about this person or that person or y'all have showed me that all i gotta do is say certain things to you and you're gonna fly off the handle. You're gonna you gonna you're gonna get right where I want you to be. So right. there's definitely a motive to it. Um from from a from a position to where you say, like there's person there's people that know the truth and they utilize it to cause a reaction. Then some people definitely have a design and a motive to it. Yeah. For the people that respond. My thing is that for the people that respond, look, you can't control what nobody say. They can speak how they want to with their mouth. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can hit them in the mouth if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're willing to take everything and go with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Because you don't you know how they may respond. They might be tougher than you. <laughs> you know? They might sing in the jail. Might, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be. But my, 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 my point is, I think that again, whenever I he, he when you when when we talk about the mind, right? Yeah. The mind not being the brain, but the mind being connected to your soul, your higher self, you know, your godlike self. When you think about that and your and your emotions are connected to the physical frame. When you think about these things, it's no way that this physical flesh should be able to control your God-like self, your higher self. You know what I'm saying? 
So until we reach a point to where we understand that and right and like it's like it's it's the valuing of your mental your, your, like being in control. It's being able to value being in control. Yeah. Value and always saying exactly what you mean. Valuing nobody being able to control you. But whatever you do, you did it because you would have done it a hundred different times had that happened. So it had nothing to do with how you felt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think when, 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 when we reach that point, for any individual, then it, it it's not gonna matter what no one says, whether it be on social media or or, or in your face. Yeah. You know, but again, yeah. it, it, that that's that cultivation starts in the home. And it's a thing that because of all that's out there, it's something that has to be um circulated in the home over and over and over. Because you got to beat that program that's out there that's trying to get into your subconscious mind, into your kid's subconscious mind, mm. you know. But um, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. <laughs> so we we were gonna. Uh, that kind of answers the next question. I think we kind of spoke about uh, control and how it affects you. But I kind of want to get into the, the the next question. Right. This is one of the, my my favorite questions of uh, ways to self check yourself in relationships the ways to self-check in relationships uh i never really thought about that you know what i mean um let, let's talk about it right uh what are your that's crazy you, boy yeah that that's that's crazy man Just, i made i made i made that video today <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. okay. okay okay so let's let, that's what kind of intrigued me about that right ways to self-check in in relationships uh, well, I, I think, and to keep it simple, um, I can't remember when I came up with this thought, but I remember it's just in my uh, travel sometime where, you know, growing up young, in some in some environments, we have this school of thought that men can do certain things that women can't mm -hmm. okay. right okay and, and that's like in regards to like cheating or whatever else right yeah um but anyway as i matured this thought here came to mind and is that the best way to govern yourself when we don't know any other kind of way to govern ourselves right is to not do anything that you wouldn't accept. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we have to stand outside of ourselves because sometimes th this is how crafty, you know. I mean, I'm 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 a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a servant of the Most High too, so I'm gonna talk this God talking this talk. So I hope it don't do be in the do your thing. Do do your thing. Do but, your thing. I, I feel like this is what what needs to be heard as far as our our, our men out there who who you know, maybe need to to understand what this means, right? I think you hit a certain topic of not accepting something that you're, you're, you wouldn't accept out of your partner. I feel right. like this is something that needs to be heard. But So go ahead, go ahead. So this is how crafty Satan is, the enemy is, right? Okay. 
The only power Satan has is a whisper. This is what I'm taught. Only power Satan has is a whisper. You get these suggestions in your mind to do this, do that. Yeah. Well, when Satan also can cause you to rationalize with wrongdoing. Oh, very true. Very true. So the Quran says that Satan will make your evil deeds fair seeming to you. And that's what this means is that he'll cause you to rationalize with your wrongs. So in regards to what we're talking about, it can be a scenario or a situation where you just kind of moving and doing as you always done. So when you're moving like that, sometimes you're moving in an unconscious way. Yeah. So you may be communicating with somebody that you that like you, but you know you ain't trying to dig with them no kind of way. You, but you know that person like you, and you yeah. just kind of like kicking and communicating with the person. Yeah. But you also know that your woman wouldn't like it if she knew. Not mm. so only that, not only that, you know, I guess you can kind of not to cut you off, but I think you can start from the beginning of like where did that kind of communication start did it start with you did it start with her but but you but have... what i'm talking about right here is the fact that you are entertaining it however it started correct you, you, you entertain it you back and forth with it you laugh kiki kaka but you wouldn't do it in front of your woman but mm -hmm. i I, th I think the main thing is is that the entertainment part had to be initiated by someone right 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 either, right. either you or her but now that, was, that's 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 a piece of it. But the point I want to get to is 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 the fact that this can happen, correct? And until we reach a point to again being aware of how we move, what we're doing, why we saying what we, because a lot of times people move through life and don't really be really consciously there. Yeah. They're just moving yeah. through life because this is what we've been doing every day and, and for twenty years or whatever the case may be. And you just and we just kind of going through life and not honestly just really putting no serious thought on the actions yeah, or, or the words, intention. right? And so, yeah. yeah, some people know that, nah, this is wrong. It's to actually maybe give someone your number or to actually try to hook up and go to someone's house. Well, it, it got yeah. some subtle ways yeah. that you can be start to get outside of yourself, which opens the door for to go into the house, but yeah. it happens in a subtle way first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, in the DM communicating or something and just laughing and kicking caca, but you know your woman don't know or she know her man don't know. But the thing is being able to get outside of self and say, you know what? I mean, would I like that if my if I if my woman were doing that? Yeah, that's true. I, I would like I would. that. You know, would I like that if my man was doing that? Nah, I would like so to be able to get outside of oneself and check themselves while in certain acts. Or even in a thought to do certain acts, uh, is the way to. Again, my perspective is to govern oneself. Again, to 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 be. That that was the question we were talking about government, yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the self check so, in relationships. Yep. Yeah, to be able to get to be able to 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 get outside of oneself and then be able to say, you know, uh, if 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 she would if she was, I mean, if my woman was doing this, I know I got something to say, you know. I know, you know, if she, if she was texting someone, so I know I got something to say. If she was uh, still cool with, with with her ex, 
uh, because they are good, they're good people, and you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I may, I'm gonna have something to say. Yeah, yeah. So I'm do, saying? You, do you feel like uh, we as men, and even in women's perspective, you know what I mean? Do you feel like we rely on our partners to tell us what not to do, right? Instead of understanding that self checking to say. It's wrong. My partner wouldn't like it, but we're waiting on our partner to tell us, no, no, no. Do you feel like that's the issue too? I never thought about that, that like that, but um, it could possibly be. And if uh, I think if a person is consciously doing that, then that's almost like some game. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. Uh, to be consciously uh, doing it, well, yeah, it's kind of like yeah. you know, it's kind to me. It it made me think about how 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 sometimes the kids don't ask to do certain things because they know you yeah. may say no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Go ahead, Jay. So uh, I have a follow up question to that. Do you uh, do you think do you think then uh, infidelity like? infidelity or you know random outbursts or whatever whatever negative things are coming up do you think that's a uh that's a result of people just not living with intention or too many people not living with intention or do you think there are like or do you think it's people are living with intention but they're but they're too still too subject to their ego like we like we started talking about Say that one more time for me. I'm sorry. I, it, it's, I'm not sure if I understood it all the way. Nah, you're good. You're good. Um, mm -hmm. So would you say the fact that all of this, uh, you know, the idea that infidelity happens, the idea that, uh, you know, all of, you know, all of the negative things that people do, whether it's cheating, whether it's fighting, whether it's whatever the case may be, do you think it's more a result of, of people not living with intention, not not you know, not doing that self check in, or do you think it's more a result of you know people's egos get hurt and they uh, they respond that way? Um, I think it's a little both. Okay, I think that a lot of the problems that happen in relationship does has a lot to do with the individual not really truly uh, taking that real time, which I don't, for myself, I don't believe there's an end time. I think it's something you have to continuously and always do, but it's that thing of being able to check and study self to really mm -hmm. get to understand self, to really question why certain things bother me, why certain why I feel certain ways, why about certain things, why I react certain ways about certain things. So really try to get to the root of that, those things. So I definitely believe that that's a that's a a, a great percentage of it. Um and upbringing like in regards to I believe that some, you know our response sometimes let's say like for example People who love toxic relationships, they're not happy without the drama, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In my perspective, from my perspective, that's because that has a lot to do with their upbringing and their circle of friends and all of that, that mm -hmm. has said that that is cool and that's what's up and that's what's exciting. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's some, somebody has, 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 
Oh, that's oh, that's what a man wants. That's what a per a woman wants. That's how you control the relationship, or you know, that's how you um, feel like you can control the relationship, right? What you mean, like with the toxic stuff? Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but I mean, some would look at it like that, and. You know, when you think about the abusive parts of it and Correct, whether it be yeah, verbal yeah. Or, or physical. Um, but again, all of that is still coming from um, what I would call a program. All of them is still coming from some type of program that they've come up with, which I call it programs of uh, unhealthy relationships, unhealthy forms of love and counterproductive uh, social, you know, ideas that, that one has in, in, embraced. Yeah. Um it's just what, like what do, you, what do you say to someone that's that's doing that or going through that? Honestly, um I wouldn't say anything until they reach a point to to being tired. <laughs> to, you know, because I believe that uh, uh again for me my desire is honestly it's just to help people who want it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not okay. trying to reach for people who are happy with the results that they're getting. Okay. Because I believe that you're going to drain more of my honest energy, my genuine energy, trying to do, you know, trying to get you to do something other than you, what you have a natural desire to want to do. So mm -hmm. it's like, I'd rather deal with this group over here that really wants to already want something different than what is going on. Because now I got something to work with. They may still go back to it because of habit, but they want something different. They just haven't figured it out how yet. Ooh. But as for this person that's love, that's love their life, <laughs> you gotta let them. You gotta let them have that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so well, they're gonna fight you for their life, man. You <laughs> well, that kind of goes into the next question. You know what I mean? Ways to relieve you know, stress and frustrations in relationships. Uh, you know, I, I guess that kind of goes... You mean like between partners or on this like Partners. Or... Yeah, bar between partners. partners. I, I will say this, right? Um, I know for me, right? And, and, and I can just imagine, you know, maybe a lot of men are going through this, right? I feel like no matter how good or perfect, quote unquote, peaches and cream your marriage or relationship is, I feel like as men, especially myself, I do feel stress and frustration outside of, you know, my relationship, right? Whether that may be um, work, whether that may be finances, whether that may be, you know, anything, right? Because I, I feel like I take things every little thing seriously because I feel like I could do something about it. Mm -hmm. So I just want to kind of put that out there to where I feel like sometimes I feel like men in relationships that are dealing with stress and frustration in the relationship, they're potentially dealing with it outside of the relationship. And sometimes I feel like the stress and frustration outside of the relationship is heavy is weighed heavily more than it is in the relationship, depending on the situation. So I, mean, I guess honestly, I just I just wanted to kind of you know clarify that. I mean, honestly, we, we, I feel we, like you mean the stress of single yeah. people? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the, the stress of of men in relationships. No, I'm saying when you were saying outside the relationship. We, uh, oh, outside of relationship, meaning, you know, like I said, finances, work. Oh, um, okay. okay. You know, like, uh, you know, trauma. Um, you know, uh, uh, even even maybe some men dealing with, you know, temptations. You know what I mean? Exes. You know, different things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Right. I, I I do feel like sometimes, you know. It's a double-edged sword sometimes, right? Because it's like that stress and frustration, you know what I mean? It's always on a man's mind, right? Mm-hmm. And and I've heard, you know, throughout, you know, different outlets of people saying that that's one of the toughest things, right? It's not something that just leaves a man very quickly as far as their mindset and their mental. But go ahead, go Which ahead. Which part? Which part? Which part you were saying? Which part don't leave that quick? The, the frustration and the uh, the stress the, the stress the frustrations failures uh not feeling good enough in okay I got you I got you um feeling like you know they're not bad enough because of the failure they may have dealt with outside of the relationship and also in a relationship yeah um uh, I agree man I think that we again live in a society that has been design and not just i'm saying not just the american society per se but we live in a world where uh specifically the black male uh has been for a long time the target of destruction you know the target for destruction so we have a system that doesn't cultivate a value towards the black male I love towards a black male, but not even just the black male in that sense, but just men and period in regards to value and love per se, you know. Why um, why why is that? Why do you why why do you feel it's that way? Well, not only why not only why, but let, I will say why, but what are some things that can be done to change that change that in your opinion? Man, I think for uh for black people, right? Okay. I think our reality is more unique than anyone else's. Uh, and so I would say that only we really can fix our problem. Mm-hmm. And it's going to just have to start with one, the father and the mother being there in the home. Especially the, the father being present. Especially the father being present. Yeah, being present, but yeah. if 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 our relationships can remain together, that that's a that's a major plus. But okay, um, but definitely having the full dynamic of a of a mother and father in the home. Okay, um, and then the the man being able to one strive with all he has, all his earnestness, all that he, he possessed to be in the position that he, he, he desires to be in, you know, um, I think it, it's, un, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that we live in such a materialistic world today. We, we want six bedroom, uh, <laughs> up and down house. <laughs> we want, uh, two phone calls and the instant gratification, right? Yeah, we want so much to where yeah. the stakes are high in regards to 
earning you what you what what a man has to earn to be able to financially cover all of that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's only when I don't say only as to say this is like the only way, but for the most part, it is that what today <laughs> causes a woman to just be a woman. And from that position, things can start to change, you know, but really mainly just having him and her in the home. Okay. You know, just him and her staying in the home. A lot can change. A lot can change. Because you do have a lot of sources that's not tripping about the financial things, but then you have a lot that, that are. You know, a man could be making a, a, a hell of a nice living, but because he's not making this, this type of money, then he's not, he can't tell her this or that. Or, you know, so I, I, at the end of the day, there has to be a lot of value for self, a lot of value for the role that that I, I hold and that she holds. Okay. And not, and for her particularly, she has to stop wanting to try to be him too. Mm, the masculinity. You know the masculinity. Yeah, too many, too many women are, are are trying to puff their chest out with being able to be him too. Mm, okay. And the point. But, but, but what they're not realizing at the expense of not being able to raise your children properly. Mm, yep. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. Because them kids is a full-time job. Yeah. Somebody has really two people has always been on them. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. uh it's it, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a very complex thing in a sense. But it's is and, and just I guess the short way I can put it from my own perspective is again her loving her role, her loving her femininity, her loving just being a woman, her finding so much power with just being a feminine woman. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And him loving his masculine role, him loving being able to provide and maintain yeah. his family and protect his family, him yeah. finding honor in that. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And her being able to trust him, him being able to depend on her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think all all of that which still goes to, to self because an individual can't keep blaming it on him. He can't keep blaming it on her. Look, he ain't the reason why you want the world. He ain't the reason why you want to try to, you, you, you want all this status. You know what I'm saying? He ain't the reason. Cause it don't take all of that to raise your kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so these sisters are blaming him for this, that, another when it, it, you can't just blame it on him because you want way more than you actually need. Yeah. And this is part of the problem. So when, again, when we start talking about and put God in, in, in the play, uh, we don't need all this extra stuff that we have. And when you really think about it for individuals who who, who follow the scriptures and, and, and say they followers of, of the prophets and, and so on, um, you got to look at their lifestyle. If you really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because a lot of times <laughs> people love Jesus because he ain't here on the scene. 
But if Jesus was on the scene, <laughs> and he get to spitting this blatant truth, not caring how you feel, <laughs> it, it might be a whole nother dynamic going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's hey, true. Did you have to add something to that, Jay? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, well, uh, one thing that I wanted to add was um, there's this, there's this, because uh, you know me, I, I, I'm, I approach it from a storytelling perspective, right? And yeah. um, one tool that they always talk about in storytelling is um, the lie. Like, what, what's the lie that the character believes, right? And usually when they're talking about the lie that their character believes, it's based on two things it's it's what the character wants versus what the character needs okay so we you know and this is this is part of why i love storytelling because you can draw direct lines to different things but you know it's like you said it's um we we convince ourselves that the stuff we want is what we need we lie to ourselves and say, oh, the, the thing that I want is actually what I need. Meanwhile, when you, like you said, when you ground it in something, when you ground it internally, when you ground it in God, when you ground it in a source of some kind, you can then realize like, okay, is what I'm asking for grounded in anything? Is it grounded in religion? Is it grounded in logic is it grounded in emotion where where's where's the foundation for what i am asking for and once you uh once you ground it then it becomes easier to see what's true and what's and what's not because right. you know like like you've been saying it's it's we truth will truth will tell you what you need truth will give you what you need but yeah. too many of us too many of us are either afraid of it or don't want to hear it or or whatever the case may be because that's how we've been programmed. But I, I think also there, uh, you, made, you made a good point to where we are not differentiating the wants versus needs, right? To a point where it's like, unfortunately, you know, like you said, women are blaming men for these um uh, astronomical needs. The other and, side of that is the other side of that is there are men giving it to them, right? And I think, and I think that's the 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 battle, right? You have a you have a side of women that blame men for not giving them what they need on an astronomical level, and, and in response, they're looking at the women that are getting it from their men, right? And they're and they're saying, why can't the man that I'm with or the man that I'm seeking potentially give me what this woman is getting. Right. Right. And then, and then you have, or even say the middle, the third side, I think I know where you're going with it, Jay, is where hmm. you have the men now to say, I kind of already have it. I'm not letting you in. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I kind of have yeah, what I, I need. Then, I, then, I, then I'll say there's a force. <laughs> oh Yeah. Uh, you know, you have men that already have it, and then they're not letting women in for for many types of different reasons, right? Yeah. Uh, go go ahead. I, I don't know if you have something to say. No, what I, what I, um, 
the thought I had in my mind, let's see if I should grab it. I was trying not to lose it. <laughs> um, oh, go ahead. No, I'm trying to see. Like, uh, I saw it. It was, it was, um, God. So I'm trying to remember what, I, what God. I was trying to hold it in, in there when, we, when you, you mentioned something that that made me think of it. I'm trying to grab it back. Just, just now? Yeah, you've mentioned something while you was talking just now, and it made oh, me think uh, about as far as as far as uh, the the women are looking at the women that are getting it from men. The fact oh, that men, yeah, no, yeah. that's what it was. So it was okay. needs. Um, you know, me and a brother was talking the other day on the phone, and. This brother, you know, he's doing he doing very well, doing very well for himself. And I always told him, I say, you're in a very honorable position to be able to provide for such a big family and such that he has in the way that he he does it in totality. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? And uh, I, I've always told him that. And, and uh, I say it's inspiring because, you know, I think any man would love to be able to give their children and their family life. Um, you know, just whatever he wants to give them and then things that you want, you know what I'm saying? Okay. I want to be show you how much I value. Um, but on the other side though, we also mentioned that men are, are, are more simple than that. The most, all of the stuff that a man can accumulate has just about everything to do with a woman. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that the average male don't require much, and we can be good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. we can be yeah. kosher. You know, yeah. Yeah. with just that's some true. of the most simplest things in life. You know, yeah, that's true. And, and, that's true. And, and uh, it's all the extra stuff is because of our desire to please women and and and, and you know and, and sometimes just to keep the woman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So. Um, so in, in that sense, you know, um, we do have a responsibility because, you yeah, know, I mean, foresight I was talking about, yeah, you hit it on the head. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, I mean, I honestly, I honestly believe that, yeah, the scriptures talk about us being productive in the world. <laughs> But scriptures also talk about us um, being wasteful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and 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 most of the stuff that we spend money on is 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 not nothing of true value. Correct. And so therefore, we're feeding our ego. You know yep. what I'm saying? We're feeding our desires. And do you know that? With that being said, I took a marketing class one time and. It's three, it's three ways they market. I can't remember the other two right now, but one of them was ego. Mm. That, that, and say, when you're selling something, you have to know if you're selling to the ego, and it, I think it was a need and something else, right? And jewelry, cars, things like that are ego-based, which is why they can charge so high. And this was, this was, this, this was about, it's like, they charge you high because the ego wants to possess something that very few people can have. Hmm. The ego wants to stand out. Hmm. The ego wants to be recognized and be separate and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when in essence, the ego is just designed to 
make us not just settle for anything. To not to not allow us to settle in the mud. The mm -hmm. ego is to make us stand up, uh, look presentable, brush your teeth, comb your hair. That's what the ego is for, just to make you look decent. Yeah. Fix your bed, you know, yeah, you know, make your house look right. You know, yeah. care about how your kids look. You know? Yeah. The ego is that, but the ego is 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 works in a negative when the ego wants to speak louder than everybody. Yeah. Uh hell, everything go its way. You know, can't really work in a group. You know, it, it, it's it's just something about me over here. Yeah. <laughs> the ego, yeah. the ego don't even recognize God in, 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 in some senses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's how I think we we when we get into this excess, though, man. Um, I believe that that is probably could also be accept, you know, maybe even accepted as a as a punishment. You know, uh, yeah. you know, I'm saying like from the Most High is that because of the choices that we're making has a lot to do with why we're suffering and going through what we're going through. Uh, yeah. I love that you said that, man. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny. Um, every time I have these conversations, it just reminds me that, you know, we're, what we're doing is meaningful and is impactful because I was, uh, I was watching something earlier this week. Uh, this is a gentleman, um, gentleman called, uh, he has a channel called impact theory and, um, he, he approaches, you know, like self-improvement, personal development, and, you know, being the best version of yourself that you can be he approaches it from a scientific perspective and one of the things he was talking about was uh uh was dopamine right and dopamine is it's the the pleasure hormone so to speak you know it's the thing that our body releases to reward us for doing the thing that we think we're supposed to do and we can we can trick ourselves like we can accidentally not even accidentally we can screw up our dopamine system by doing things that reward us quote unquote for not really doing anything you know so you know that's you know oh i want the i want the nice car because you know it it's it helps me stand apart so then you buy the nice car and then your dopamine will flash and it's like, oh yeah, yeah you did that. Yeah. So now you're you're going for more stuff like that. You know, you get that hit of dopamine and it's like a drug and it's like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Yeah. And the the conversation that this this gentleman was having was like, if you if you change your if you change how you approach dopamine for a second. And instead of doing it as the achievement is the reward, and instead you switch it so the struggle is the reward, the hustle is the reward, the grind is the reward, hmm. then you 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 can ground your you can ground your struggle in the right things it's because it's like, okay, I, the reward doesn't matter, so to speak. The reward is, yeah, it's nice, but that's not the big thing that I'm doing this for. I'm doing this because 
it has meaning. Right. So, you know, like you're, you're working in, you know, like feeding your faith, like going to church, uh, being disciplined, uh, working out, you know, the things that, the things that genuinely help you build to a, a more well-rounded individual, those are the things that you should be grounding your dopamine or your ego or however you want to frame it. Those are the things you should be grounding them in as opposed to, oh, I, I got a I got a nice check and that's that's my dopamine hit. It's like, no, I worked hard for something and that's my dopamine hit or that's what feeds my ego as opposed to, yeah, I work hard so I can afford the the 24 room mansion. It's like <laughs> no, I worked hard and that feeds me. But as a as a as a side effect of that. I could afford this 24 room mansion if I needed to, but I don't need it. So it's, you know, that's, that's, that's where we should be grounding ourselves. So it, from a, even from a biological level, all of the stuff you're saying is accurate. That's yeah. basically what I wanted to say. Good point. Good like, point. I, like, I like what you said too, because it's, um, I swear I was like, I was telling someone one time about, you know, cause this person was like, well, we can't just do all work and no play. You gotta be able to go out and have a good time too. You gotta be, you know, go out and enjoy life, you know? And yeah, I say, can. but going to the club isn't really the idea that the most high had for us in regards to enjoying life, mm -hmm. right? That's not what the dopamine thing was there for. No. <laughs> I say if we had a society and a system that cultivated um reward for productivity, mm. um validation for productivity, then you would see a whole different kind of world. And you wouldn't have to go, like you say, you would, you would something like, like working out. You got some people that love to work out it, it, it because they do get that dopamine pleasure out of it, you know, as they're being productive. I even told a person one time, when you feeling down, clean your room and watch how, how better you feel. Because under most circumstances, whenever you do things that you need to do, but haven't done, Anytime oh, you feel you, you you complete a task, you get a certain release of dopamine and you mm -hmm. feel better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's really like that simple. And a lot of times, most people run from the discomfort that yeah. come with some tasks, not understanding that that's a part of the whole gratification piece. It's your perception of it, though. Is what got it being received as hardship or punishment or, you know. But if you looked at that like, oh, man, you know, I, I love working, man. I know, I know I'm finna, you know, but not just going like to work per se, but I'm saying grinding on something that you are producing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what a real enjoyment come in at is when you cultivated something. You know, yeah, 
So uh, we're going to got to go into our last segment here uh, to wrap it up series uh, session. Uh, you guys know what this is. This is where we give our guests kind of the final floor. Uh, just a few minutes to talk to you guys, give them their gems. Uh, Mr. Schiff, your perspective, you've got the floor, sir. All right. Um, well, again, peace and blessings, and I appreciate y'all for having me on. Oh, you know, you. Um, thank you I, I, uh, I always trust that God's going to give me something to say and answer to the questions, you know. And so <laughs> I, always, I always say, man, for everybody, you know, uh, one of the reasons why I particularly focus on the perspective because I truly believe and understand that your perspective is your reality. And it's because your perspective is shaped by everything you know, you don't know, you understand, you don't understand. Things you've experienced and things you haven't experienced. Your perspective is shaped by all of that. And the way you see something is going to affect the way you feel about it. And the way you feel about it is going to affect the way you then respond to it. And the way you respond to it is going to affect the circumstance that you are presently standing in. It is going to shape it in some form, way, or fashion. And it is that response that shaped that circumstance is what is going to create another circumstance that you then will have to also respond to. And so it's like a series of tests that life is constantly sending us through all throughout the day. And when we wonder why we are constantly dealing with certain realities, certain conditions, it's because it is that individual world that we all create. It is our God-like self constantly creating a world like the most high creator of the world. But we're creating our own personal world and that personal world can make a person love to be alive or it can make a person want to give it all away and no longer desire to live all based on that perception you know so i strongly encourage everyone to always be mindful of that perspective of everything some people say oh you think too much oh you 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 too serious about this that and other you know it ain't it ain't that serious but it is that serious every terminology you use is serious because when you speak your ears hear it, your soul receives it. And your mind, your subconscious mind is constantly re-impacted by everything you say out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. So it's always more productive to speak intentionally, you know, saying exactly what you mean, you know, for a person, on a personal level first, but then out in the broad, on a social level, it enables others to also be able to understand you more correctly and then respond to you more accurately. You know, um, 
again, you know, I just can't, I can't overemphasize the need to always work on that and always design to truly understand what you read, truly understand what's being said, um, truly understand what you see, you know, uh, because again, that understanding is what's shaping also that perspective. Wow, man. Uh, really appreciate that message, man. Make sure you guys follow Mr. Shift Your Perspective on all platforms, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Spotify. will definitely be down in the description. Uh, yeah. Make sure you guys <clears throat> check out all this content. Uh, we spoke a little bit off air. Uh, told that the podcast is coming soon. Um, make sure you guys follow him. Great, great inspiration. Great content. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. Also, the Last Rock Podcast. Love to hear your feedback on this. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you guys thinking, what you guys got to say. Again, man, Mr. Shift, your perspective. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time with us uh, tonight. Yeah, I appreciate uh, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, man. Make sure you guys follow follow him everywhere. Also, follow Let's Rock Podcast on all platforms. Also, YouTube, Instagram, and also Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also Google Podcasts. I'm Philosophical from the Last Rock Podcast. I'm Jay Echo. Take it and easy. We out. And we out. Peace, y'all. Look, man, appreciate you guys having me. Shout out to y'all, man. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here, man. You guys are doing amazing things. Good, man. We're doing good. I see you guys looking looking great. Well, I appreciate y'all for having me out, taking y'all time, and, and promoting positive black image.